Courtney Carrington was the last person on earth I wanted to see. Yet there she stood, big blue eyes, sun-streaked blonde hair, and even more gorgeous than the last time I'd laid eyes on her. Five years and three months ago, to be exact. Not that I'd kept track. God, what was she doing back in town, anyway? I hadn't planned on this, on the Courtney effect, but here it was. My palms felt clammy, and I wasn't sure which words to choose, stripped of that ability. Damn her for that. Courtney seemed almost as uncomfortable as I did, which was something. As my eyes landed on hers, it felt as if the world around us paused. The everyday sounds dulled, and everything went intricately still, uncomfortably still, in response to the history we shared. If it weren't for the acute pain that slashed in my chest at merely the sight of her, I would have thought this moment a dream. Maggie, Courtney said. The statement hadn't come with any additional words. Instead, Courtney eased a strand of hair behind her ear. It's what she did when she was nervous. I hated that I knew that. I hated how much I used to love it. Somehow, I'm still not sure how, I found my voice. What are you doing here? I managed to say. You weren't at the funeral, so I didn't expect. No, I'm sure you didn't. She shifted uncomfortably at the reference to her father's service and adjusted the leather attaché that matched perfectly with the designer suit and jacket combo. I hadn't glanced down, but I was fairly confident there were designer shoes to complete the ensemble. Courtney always had been too sophisticated for this town, and looking at her now, it was clear that the divide had only increased with time. Hey, Maggie, you okay? My cousin Berta whispered from her spot at my elbow. Hi, Berta, Courtney said and offered a small smile. It's really good to see you. Courtney? Berta nodded back, then softened because Berta had a huge heart. I'm sorry about your father. Thank you. I discreetly reached to the side and gave Berta's hand an I'm fine squeeze, grateful she was there for this absolutely fantastic moment in my life. Sigh. She and I had met for lunch at Drew's Deli that afternoon, one of those quick drive-by lunches people have in the middle of the week before racing off to work again. In our cases, Berta to her salon and me to the McAllister property. I was scheduled to show the home three times that afternoon and had no intention of being late for the first appointment. Unfortunately, Drew's had been down a counter guy and lunch had run long, which was why Berta and I were scurrying across the square at the precise moment Courtney approached from the opposite direction. Sometimes the universe was a cruel, cruel place. The store is in disarray, Courtney explained. Someone needed to take the reins and put things back in order, so here I am. And out of everyone at Carrington's, they chose to send one of their vice presidents? It wasn't likely, and we both knew it. Of course not. Courtney glanced at the ground, then met my eyes again, the connection making my stomach tighten. How could she still do that after all this time? Damn it. 
I volunteered to come back to Tanner Peak. Carrington's is an important fixture in this town, and I wanted to make sure that doesn't change. As you know, this particular store is very important to my family. Very noble of you, I said. She closed her eyes briefly. Please don't. I wanted to come back. I'm sure the town appreciates your concern, but I'm late for a showing and better run. Courtney backed up as I moved forward. I don't want to keep you, but I thought maybe we could find a time to talk. Over coffee, perhaps? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. My own uniquely developed code for hell no. I'm not sure talking is necessary. Isn't it? <laughs>